Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Nora Speaks Podcast, and I am your host, Nora Muhammad. It is a privilege and pleasure to be back with you. Thanks for joining me in another week for this uh, podcast, a podcast that, as you hear in the opening, is intended to tug at the soul and the consciousness of the Black community. And I often refer to the intention of this show, of this podcast, you know, what is the purpose? It is to tug at the soul and consciousness. And I, I reiterate that from time to time because I want us to be reminded of, and, and I want the audience and myself to be reminded that this podcast has a purpose. It is not uh, intended just so that I can come on a microphone and talk. It is not intended for me to be a big eye speaking to who I think are little use. In fact, I think that my people are just so important and so special that I must, it is my responsibility to share thoughts, ideas, and wisdom that I've gained that I believe will be beneficial to our community. And the goal of tugging on the consciousness, tugging on the soul, you know, when someone is unconscious, is asleep, you know, you have to kind of rouse them to consciousness. You have to sometimes shake them, call their name. You have to wake that person up. You have to wake these people up when they've lacked uh, or lost consciousness. Sometimes you use smelling salts. Um, you know, if a person is in a, in a deep sleep, you really have to speak loudly. You have to shake them vigorously to rouse them to wakefulness, to consciousness. And so I see that my people, my beloved, beloved black people here in North America, we too must be roused back to consciousness. And in our sojourn, in this experience that we've had, this experiment of North America, we as a people have been put to sleep. And that is evidenced in so much of our behaviors. That's evidenced in so many of the outcomes that we see in our community. That's evidenced in what we portray of ourselves on media, whether that's social media, television, what others portray of us, what we allow others to portray of us. Um, so it is my responsibility and it is my intended goal to rouse our people to consciousness and much of what I share on this podcast may be very woman oriented because I am a woman and I know what I've learned growing up from a girl into womanhood. I know um, some applications that I've gained. I've, I've learned lessons and I have wisdom from women who've raised me, who have cultivated and nourished me and those who continue to do so. So this is not just a podcast for women. But that is why you may hear me leaning quite heavily towards issues that impact women. I am not a man. And I know that there are men who are insightful, who are intelligent, 
and who have the capacity and the know-how to speak to our brothers and speak for our brothers. However, I don't want you to think that in being inclined towards women that I am not too speaking on behalf of our brothers, our children, our families. Anytime a conversation is had with a woman that in some way pertains to us improving ourselves, improving our habits, our behaviors, our mindset, that impacts the entire family, the entire community, our entire nation of people. And so as I say, this episode is to rouse our people or this show is intended to rouse our people to consciousness. I had mentioned last episode that I would be following that one with a conversation about standards. We have to understand what a standard is, what a standard represents and why standards are necessary. We have been beat over the head, as some say, in this experience of North America. We've lost knowledge of ourselves. We've lost our languages. We've lost our religion. We've lost families. We've lost people. And in that losing, in that experience of losing so much that makes any person or people whole, we have to recognize that we have lost some character. We've lost some morality. We've lost uh, some decency. How could we not experience what we've experienced in the trauma that has been North America for black men and black women and not have lost some things that are essential and vital. And in this episode, as I talk about standards, think about us as a people on a whole scale and how we have been so unfortunately, but intentionally put to sleep. And I'm going to share uh, a quote from a Virginia House of Delegates member in 18 from 1832 to validate when I say that our people need uh, their consciousness and their soul tugged on so that we can be roused to consciousness. However, let's first understand what a standard is, what a standard does, and why we need them. So just in terms of definition, I think that if we're going to have any conversation, it's always important for us to have definition so that we can have Uh, agreement so that you understand uh, where I'm coming from and the basis for what I'm going to say. So a standard is an uh, an approved model, right? It, It is something that's a rule or a principle that's used for a basis of any judgment, a standard, the approved model, right? Something that we use as a rule or principle for us to make determinations and judgments. A standard is a guideline. A standard is a criteria. It's what we would consider would be the norm or normative. It's a measuring tool, like a yardstick. And this conversation is coming up for me because, as I said, I am recording this as a part three following uh, the first episode that I did titled Monique is Right on This One. And, and, and Uh, counseling our sisters, counseling ourselves about not wearing house clothes, pajamas, bonnets, um, slippers into public spaces. And Monique uh, was attacked. Monique was condemned. Monique was harshly criticized and even accused of being hateful in that loving counsel that she gave us. 
And so as I'm perusing the comments, because I want to know what do our people think about this kind of correction? What is sisters thinking? What's in our hearts and minds when we get counsel or guidance, such as what Monique gave us? And there was so much condemnation that came after the sister. And so that's why the episode after that, I titled Correction is Not Condemnation. Correction is Love. And so in following those two episodes, I wanted to talk about standards because so many said, why can't we just live? Why can't we just be? Why can't we just go out and be comfortable? So I think it's important and imperative that we have a conversation about standards. There has to be some standard for etiquette, for decency, for a dignified representation when we come out in public. And it's uh, saddening in a way that we have to have this conversation and explain to our sisters, to our people, why it's inappropriate for us to come outside in underclothes, in pajamas, in our house clothes, in, in slippers. It's unfortunate that we have to have this conversation. However, you know, I applaud Monique in beginning this conversation, and I thank you for listening to what I have to contribute to this conversation. So as I mentioned, I'm going to talk about evidence that suggests that we were intentionally put to sleep, made into an unconscious people. So I'm going to read a quote from Henry Berry in 1832. He gave these remarks, or this is part of the remarks that he gave um, at the House of Representatives. And this is what he said, and I quote, We have, as far as possible, closed every avenue by which light may enter the slave's mind. If we could extinguish the capacity to see the light, our work would be complete. They would then be on the level with the beast of the field and we should be safe. I'm gonna read that again. We have as far as possible closed every avenue by which light may enter the slaves' minds. If we could extinguish the capacity to see the light, our work would be complete. They would then be on the level with the beasts of the field and we should be safe. I just wanna break this down for a moment. We have as far as possible closed every avenue by which light may enter the slave's mind. Light represents truth. Light represents knowledge, information, right? And as Jesus taught us in the scriptures, truth will set us free. So they have, as far as possible, closed off every avenue, every opportunity for truth, for information, for knowledge, for understanding, to enter into the slave's mind. Who are the slaves? They're not talking about themselves. They're talking about us. They have closed off the avenues by which light can enter into our minds. That wasn't accidental, that was intentional. And then he said, if we could extinguish the capacity to see the light. So in the first statement, he says, we've closed off the avenues, right? All of the ways that the slave can see the light. Now, what did we get on the plantation? We got their philosophies, their ideology, their theology. We got their way of life, 
right? And in doing so, they closed off every avenue. You think of a dam, right? A dam is to prevent water from uh, making its way to a certain area. A dam is a blockade for water. They have created blockades, a dam that prevents light from getting to us. And then he says, if they could extinguish the capacity, that means our ability to comprehend. If they could extinguish, destroy, make obsolete the ability for the slave to understand light. So one, they want to, or they did, as he states, close off every way that we could receive the light. But if they could also, if they could also destroy our ability to understand, we would be on the level of the beast of the field and they would be safe. How would that make them safe? See, you know, it's one thing for uh, individuals to create barriers to a person's success, right? Um, whatever those barriers may be, whatever barriers that a, a person creates that prevents us from advancement, for progress, right? But people say you got to have a ladder high enough to get to God because <clears throat> what God wants a person to experience or enjoy, that's a blessing that can't be stopped, right? So in the event that they could shut off every avenue, still, what does God want for us? And I'm not trying to make this a religious discussion. I'm trying to bring this principle home so that we can have an understanding of the experiences and our mindset that we employ and enjoy today. So they want to cut off every avenue for us to get the light. But if they could go so far as to destroy our capacity to see it, if it's present, because they may not be able to stop it from coming to us. So in the happenstance that someone should bring us something, bring us some light that they don't author, that they don't authorize. If they could destroy our capacity to see it, right? Remember, light represents truth, knowledge, information, freedom. If they could destroy our capacity, we would be like the animals, like the beasts of the fields, he says, and then they would be safe. So what I suggest, as I'm reading through some of those comments, that have been an ongoing conversation since Monique posted her video counseling us about our representation and our appearing to lack pride in ourselves. And we have women saying, just let us be. Let us wear our slippers, our bonnets, our pajamas, our house clothes. Like, just leave us alone. Don't tell us what to do. Sister, what about standards? For us to think that is okay, I would suggest that Henry Berry, his, uh, his, his words are ringing true for a woman not to recognize the importance of presentation, of a public presentation for us to poo-poo Monique, for us to condemn Monique, for us to damn Monique for the guidance that she's giving us. I would suggest that Henry Berry was accurate by them cutting off the light and darn near extinguishing our capacity to see it. Because here you have a sister bringing us light, not authorized by Henry Berry and his people. Our sister is bringing us some truth. And in that truth, and in that light that she's giving us, we have sisters who are condemning her. And so I would suggest, you know, this is evidence 
of our uh, lacking the capacity in some cases, in too many cases, from us to see the light and being like a beast in the field. And why does he reference beasts of the field? You know, animals have to be trained, right? You find a, a, a horse in the wilderness, it's a wild a stallion. It's a Mustang, right? What do they do? They have to train it so that they, so that we as people can use it for transportation to guide our horse and our buggy. You can't just bring a horse out of the wild and expect it to pull your buggy in any direction you want it to go in. Expect that you're going to be able to ride this horse in any direction that you want to take it. It has to be trained to take a dog, to take a wolf out of the wilderness, right? People train dogs to do all kinds of things. There are some dogs that are cadaver dogs that look for bodies. There are some dogs that are trained to sniff out drugs. There are some dogs that are trained to sniff out cancer and diseases. There are some trained or some dogs that are trained to help people in the Arctic, right? However, you just bring a, a, a wild dog out of the field without it being trained, it is not going to respond to guidance. So when we are compared to being on the level of the beasts of the field that's indicative of how wild and untrained we are because in so many cases and in too many cases and this is something I bear witness to with the young women and girls that I try to support is that there has been a lack of training using standards now we get training we get training oh anything goes right we get training when we're watching television and we get these repetitive messages when we go on youtube or instagram or facebook or or tiktok and we get these repetitive messages right so now we see a sister on stage humping another woman like she's an animal we say oh what's wrong with that that's just entertainment we have been trained to accept that as the norm as the standard but I would suggest that that is not the standard. Us existing and behaving on the level of the beast of the field is not a standard that represents the black woman nor the black man. So we have to operate based on a standard. And who is to set the standard for us? Is it to be Henry Berry and those guys? Those people who want to be safe from our capacity to, uh, to receive light? to, to uh, use and, and, and utilize truth and knowledge and information when it comes to us? Do we want the Henry Berries of this world to develop our standards? Or do we want a standard that comes from a sister or a brother that loves us enough to <laughs> risk and take on the retribution of brothers and sisters who are so used to the standards of the Henry Berries of this world, that she or he will come under extreme ridicule, extreme criticism from the very people that he or she is trying to uplift. I suggest that we don't want Henry Berry and his people setting our standards. I say we want someone setting our standards who cares about us, our future, our potential, and our capacity to do better and improve the outcomes in our communities. I, I reject what Henry Berry wants for us. So it, it's interesting that sometimes we don't want to adhere to a standard because when we have a standard, then we have to be held accountable to the standard, right? So when you come into work and you're yet not in your uniform, 
your uniform is the standard, right? You don't have your name tag on. You don't have your shirt on. Or if you have your shirt on, it's not pressed. The pants are not pressed. You know, Chick-fil-A has a standard that McDonald's does not. McDonald's does not have the same standard as Burger King. You can tell it just in the obvious uniform. If I come into Chick-fil-A in my McDonald's uniform, I am not uh, meeting the standard for Chick-fil-A. And we want standards to be respected except when it holds us accountable. For example, right, you want your mechanic to use standards as he's repairing your car, right? You want your cardiologist or your surgeon to abide by the standards of their medical training. We want those standards respected. We want standards respected in finance. We want standards respected in construction, the house that you live in, the apartment that you're running. You want that building to be uh, constructed to codes, right? To standards. And, you know, we are mourning what happened in South Florida with that building collapse. There was an issue with standard was a standard in construction was a standards not met in maintenance but we want standards to be maintained when it uh, when it uh, applies to our health and our medical care when it applies to our money right look if the standard is that a hundred pennies make a dollar don't come give me 50 pennies and say that's a dollar because i know the standard i know the standard is a hundred pennies so we want standards to be respected often, except when we are to be held accountable by the standards. And so I have a question, why do we reject standards when they're brought to us? In part, I would suggest because we're used to living a life without standards. Anything goes. I was in traffic recently and we were at a red light and a guy casually opened his car door put his coffee cup on the ground, and then drove off. That same morning, just seconds later, minutes later, I'm at another red light behind a guy, and he just opens his window and casually tosses his bottle, his empty bottle of orange juice, on the ground, right? Who, who's allowing this? This is not the standard I want for my community. I'm sure this is not the standard you want for your community. And so in some communities, they say, we're going to fine you for littering. But in some communities, they don't care or they're not enforcing the standard of no littering. So we can abide by standards or we can't or we won't abide by standards. But I would suggest when we are not abiding by standards, we are going to lose every time. So we have to, one, abide by standards and accept those standards that are given to us by those who have our best interest in mind. So this standard that uh, Monique is describing or others are talking about as those who support Monique, when it comes to our conduct, when it comes to our dress, when it comes to our language and our representation of ourselves outside of the home, I want to know who decided that it's okay to walk outside showing their underwear whether it's their bra, whether it's their boxers. Like, who decided that that should not be our standard? I want to know which among us decided that pajamas and night clothes were okay to wear in public. Who, who decided that? Who decided? Which among us decided that it's okay for us to wear plunging necklines that show off near our entire bosom, see-through clothing, 
and skin tight clothes. Like, where did these standards come from? Because I know I wasn't consulted. I wasn't part of the delegation that accepted these standards. I would suggest that any standard that is not progressive or improving the outcomes in our community is a standard that we should reject. Just come as you are. Now, certainly there are some aspects where, you know, look, we can only operate with the best of what we have. But what I'm suggesting, what Monique is suggesting, is that we are not operating with the best of what we have, with the best that we can do. And then when those who are doing their best and don't know any better are receiving correction and guidance, such as what you may get or what you get from the Nora Speaks podcast, what you get from a sister or brother who's saying something to call us to correction. There's hate, there's rejection, there's pushback, but why? So in addition to our just uh, general uh, being incentivized to act without standards, you know, the media portrayal of black people is something that is very, very, very unique. Um, It is not part of everyone's culture, everyone's media consumption, that their women are denigrated, that their men talk about killing each other, shooting each other, that we openly um, um, celebrate the use and the sale of drugs or the use and exploitation of women or the use and exploitation of our brothers. That's just not generally accepted, but that has been a standard set in the entertainment industry that that is okay when it comes to black people. It's Henry Berry. And his people setting that standard. And that's a standard I say, that I say, that we have to reject. So I'm going to share something with you that I came across uh, this week. There was, there's a restaurant in Texas. And you may have seen this. You may have come across this. The restaurant, I think, is called the Turkey Leg Hut. And recently on their Twitter page, they submitted a dress code policy And I'm going to share it with you, right? They say they have six policies with some uh, commentary about each of the policy. The first one is that all body parts must be completely covered. They say that all cleavage, breast, thighs, and buttocks must be completely covered. And the only thing naked at their restaurant are their turkey legs and their chicken wings. Their second rule for their dress code policy is that no one can wear swimwear to the restaurant. No swimwear is allowed. And it says that that is not the heart of the third ward. Excuse me, it is the heart of the third ward. It is not the beach. You can't wear swimwear in this restaurant. It is against their dress code policy. Number three, they say no exposed undergarments. None are allowed. That includes sports bras, panties, or anything else resembling these items. This also includes white tank tops for men. They don't want you coming into their restaurant and exposing your undergarments. Number four of their rules, no house attire allowed, no wave caps, bonnets, do-rags, bandanas, house shoes, or shower caps allowed. They say we want you to feel at home, but this is not your home. Number five, No excessively revealing clothing. They don't want any soiled clothing. This includes all distressed or ripped clothing. Shorts and shirts must cover your entire top and bottom. And their last, no obscene language or baggy clothing. 
no attire with obscene language or inappropriate offensive graphics, no excessively baggy or sagging pants. Pants must be worn at the natural waistline. Now this restaurant in their tweet, they indicated that because of recent events at their restaurant, they had to issue a dress code because they are a family environment. People are coming in with their children, with their, with their parents, with their wives, with their grandparents, with their husbands. It's a family restaurant. And people have come into that establishment um, representing some of what I shared that goes against their rules. And what did our people say? is that this is an anti-black dress code policy. Now I say, what about that policy do we think is anti-black? Is it black for us to wear torn up clothing? Is it a policy or is it a standard in the black community? Is it black culture that we come in with our cleavage out, that we come in wearing t-shirts and showing our bra and our panties? Is this black culture? Is it black culture that we wear our house coats, our slippers, into a restaurant is that black culture so we have to stop accepting this nonsense i shared in the last episode with you that a principal at a violent high school uh, excuse me a, a principal at a new jersey school she told her staff that they could not say anything to the black students who came into the school wearing pajamas wearing do-rags wearing bonnets because it was our culture Who's deciding this for us? It is not our culture. And it's just because it's a trend or a pattern of behavior that we exemplify does not mean it's our standard. It's our culture. And we make ourselves look and seem foolish when we push back against a restaurant because they don't want anybody coming in showing their underwear. They don't want anyone coming in showing their bra, showing exposed body parts, wearing short, short, short shirts. That, that is not black culture. And we demean ourselves, we demean our people when we allow others to assign this, concept, this kind of nonsense to us. Standards hold us accountable. Now, unfortunately for this restaurant, they went back and they did some revision and submitted a new tweet regarding their dress code policy. But I say the original one was good enough. They indicated what they want and don't want in their restaurant, how dare we boycott or condemn a business, a private company from uh, demanding that folks come into a restaurant dressed in a civilized way? How dare we suggest that that is an anti-black policy? We have to have standards. We have to have a code. We have to have principles, guiding principles that we live by that we operate our families and our communities with. We can't just have an anything goes kinds of uh, behavior, kinds of communities, because when we allow anything, we devolve into chaos. We devolve into dysfunction when anything goes, because who knows the rules now, right? If there are no rules, there's chaos. Uh, right now, the NBA playoffs are going on, right? The players just can't do what they want because there's rules to the game right? Football season comes. Players can't just do what they want because there are rules. The Olympics are coming up, right? There are rules. There are standards. You know, we're upset, a lot of us right now, because our sister, Shakari Richardson, looks like she's not running and participating in the Olympics because 
there was a rule that was violated. We have to accept standards. We have to abide by rules. Otherwise, we devolve into chaos. And now look at our communities. And we cannot say that our communities have not devolved into chaos. It's because we are not living up to code. We are not living to standards, right? I see some sisters posting on their social media pages. They're talking about the queen code, right? The queen. Well, what is the queen code? The queen, queens are regal. Queens are dignified. Queens are royal. There's a code to this. There are principles to this. There are rules to this. And I suggest that we cannot just live and ignore principles and ignore rules and ignore being held accountable. If we want to be progressive and successful, we have to operate according to some kind of defined standard, some kind of defined guideline. And if we don't, our community is going to reflect disorder which is reflective of a disordered people. I'll repeat to you what Henry Berry said in 1832. We have, as far as possible, closed every avenue by which light may enter the slave's mind. If we could extinguish the capacity to see the light, our work would be complete. They would then be on the level with the beasts of the field, and we should be safe. Think about what this man is saying about our people and taking the light from us, taking truth from us. And now many of us have accepted a standard that is no standard at all. And then we pass this kind of thing on to our youth. And then they operate without a standard. And then they get in trouble in school or in a public place because now they're operating without any kind of standard. Although I will say, I see how we act in the black community. But when we go to some more affluent neighborhoods, we don't just throw our trash on the ground because we respect those people. We don't always respect ourselves. So we accept substandard for self, but we honor the standard of others. That's just not fair. And we have uh, been doing ourselves a great disservice by not living up to standard. And we do ourselves a great disservice when we bend and break conventional wisdom and conventional practices and give this kind of um, habit to our young people. Uh, We have to accept the standard. Everything is operating on a standard a principle, right? Look at the universe. Right now, all planets are orbiting the sun. There's not chaos, right? Mars and Venus are not in conflict with each other. Pluto and Saturn are not in conflict with each other. They're not operating out of their own rotational planes because there's order. There's a standard. And because there's a standard and because the planets are operating as such, then there's peace. And our communities are unpeaceful and unsuccessful, largely because we are not operating at standard. So I would encourage you to consider what's said in this episode of the Norris Peace Podcast. This is episode 163. Please do go back and explore what was discussed in episode 162 and 161. And I'm interested in your feedback. Do you think that we need a code, a standard for our dress when we're in public, for our language when we're in public? 
Do you think that this is appropriate? Do we need a code and standard for how we're rearing our children, for how we operate and, and, and come out to work, for how we operate and come out to school? Do we need a standard? Or is it good for us to live without standard? Or can everybody make their own standard? Everybody make their own rules, right? We have the Phoenix Suns playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Can each team decide what their own standard of rules are going to be for the game, right? Can the Philadelphia Eagles create a standard for the game when they play the Dallas Cowboys? Can everybody have their own standard when Japan is facing the USA in the Olympics? Can each country operate according to their own standard of play? Or is there one standard of play and each must operate according to that standard lest they be disqualified, lest they be penalized. I'm interested in your thoughts. I'm interested in your feedback. Thanks for listening to episode 163 of the Nora Speaks podcast. And until next time, stay in peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, NoraMohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at NoraSpeaks.com. You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, Don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.